0: welcome everybody to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook and I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families, so you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. we will be doing a segment here every episode on Books with Cook's podcast called Word of the Day, where we will give you the word of the day. Typically, we will incorporate the word during the episode to add a little fun challenge and to help spice up your language as well as our own. So you may even hear this word again in future episodes. And we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations, conversations with us on our socials and forum on our website. But make sure you stay tuned at the end of this episode and and future episodes when we give out our Sassy Spatula Award to whoever correctly uses the word in conversation this episode. So the word of the days will come from the word of the day, or rather the word of day vocabulary workbook by your girl, Francine Puckley. The Puck's franny puck puck franny the pucks (laughs) so shout out to you franny all right your book
1: it's pretty good right it's pretty good
0: so today's word of the day is a b c darian a b e c d a r i a n i don't know why i spelled it like that but that's how it's spelled Pronunciation is A, B, C, like the alphabet. Dare, like truth or dare. Ian, like Uncle Ian. A, B, C, Darian. <laughs> Definition, a beginner. Someone just learning the rudiments of a task, skill, job, etc. cetera. Uh, example, well, let's come up with some examples of the fly, Alex, for this okay. first episode. Let's give them a so, taste. All right.
1: <clears throat> so we did read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hooves. Um, so let's incorporate some of that into our examples. Um, I would go out on a limb and say Lily was an ABC Darian by opening up a flower shop for the first time.
0: Yes, she certainly was, Alex. You are absolutely correct. She was also, <laughs> Lily was also an ABC Darian with Atlas being a girlfriend for the first time.
1: Yes. Ryle in turn, was an Darian in his relationship with Lily because he had never been in a relationship before, despite being Correct. well into his 20s.
0: Correct. Another red flag. Yes. Um, Darian also would come into terms with Ryle being an Darian when it comes to not being a creep sometimes, <laughs> maybe once or twice in this novel. Alyssa okay,
1: and know. Marshall are ABCDarians in parenthood, new parents for the first time. Ooh.
0: And Lily and Ryle at the end of this book, spoiler alert, are also ABC Darians when it comes to raising a newborn child. Yeah. All right. So I think you got some examples there. Let's give you a little trivia. In the future, I'm going to be um, <clears throat> posting this maybe to TikTok and, and Alex may be posting it to uh, some Instagram or some of our socials. Um, we'll extend the trivia and a make it stick activity for you guys to engage with um, so we can make it stick sounds pretty good but the trivia i will include for this one since it's our first go from the book from medieval latin abecedarium it refers to the initial knowledge or abcs rather of a skill or task it's also a poetic form in which a line or stanza begins with the first letter of the alphabet and subsequent lines or stanzas begin with the successive letters of the alphabet Mm -hmm. that's cool so it's very interesting so i guess you could say abecedarian goes back to abecedarian's of language haha oh god no <laughs> time out i'm just kidding I'm just oh kidding. no my first time out <laughs> hope i don't get any more <laughs> <laughs> all right so for a pro for make it stick activity for this word for this week um or for this episode rather um why don't you give us your suggestions for two abecedarian podcasters starting out in just one, one sentence Send us your replies to this on our socials, on our forum, on our webpage, or email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com.
1: And let's make it stick.
0: As our title indicates, we are all about booking and cooking. So we are going to be incorporating an ingredient of the day. Every episode will select an ingredient from a food mentioned in the current book. This week's ingredient is... Chocolate chips, inspired by Atlas's chocolate chip cookies that he makes for Lily in Chapter 11. We'll make something using that ingredient to discuss in our side dish sewed, which will air on Thursday. So send us your recipe suggestions and we may feature them in the next episode and possibly even make them ourselves. And always remember to credit your sources.
1: sources. Before we get into our book discussion, we want to include some trigger warnings. This book and the following discussion will include topics of domestic violence, sexual violence,
0: and attempted rape. Also, just be aware that there will be cursing and spoilers. So if that's something that you're sensitive to or if you haven't read the book, you may want to skip this episode and come back to it in the future.
1: Finally, as we are ABC Darian podcasters, point to Alex, Please forgive any technical issues
0: in this episode. We are still learning, but we promise that Alex will not get that point and that we are dedicated (laughs) to improving with experience. I will get that point. (laughs) Okay. So the book we're starting with is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. We thought it would be nice to get to know the author a bit. Colleen Hoover, or as we like to call her, The Hooves, or Colleen the Hooves, or Colleen. (laughs) is a New York Times best-selling author. Most of her novels are either new or young adult contemporary romances, including It Ends With Us, which also explores the unfortunate circumstances of when love goes sour. The Hooves has opened up about how her personal experiences inspired her to write this novel. As a child, Colleen's father was abusive towards her mother. And in the note from the author at the end of the book, she recalls her earliest memory from the age of two and a half her father threw a TV at her mother and knocked her down. Colleen states that her mother ultimately made the decision to divorce her father before Colleen turned three years old. Colleen also reflects
1: that her father was never abusive towards her or her sisters despite the numerous acts of violence against her mother and that she only has positive memories of him following that incident. Colleen also discloses that she struggled to understand her mother for many years as she couldn't understand how someone so strong could stay in a volatile situation for as long as she did. However, after speaking with her mother, Colleen was able to develop a better understanding of the intricacies of abusive relationships and wanted to write a different kind of novel, one for all of the women and men out there who have been in her mother's position before. That being said, if you or someone you know is involved in an abusive
0: relationship, please know that you are not alone and that there is help available. You can call or you can text the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1 800 799 7233 for more information on the resources available to you. We will also include this information on our Instagram account at Books with Cooks underscore podcast. It Ends With Us
1: is the story of a young woman named Lily Bloom, who has a chance encounter with a neurosurgeon named Ryle Kincaid on a rooftop in Boston on the night of her father's funeral. Lily and Ryle briefly get to know one another until Ryle is called away to the hospital without sharing contact information. Six months later, Lily is opening up her own floral shop, a dream of hers since she was young, when she meets Alyssa Kincaid, an outgoing woman with whom Lily forms a very quick friendship. Lily is injured while she and Alyssa are cleaning up her new storefront
0: so Alyssa calls her brother who happens to be Ryle. Then the story explores the highest and lowest points of their relationship sometimes taking on a violent nature. The story is juxtaposed with journal entries in the form of letters to Ellen DeGeneres whose talk show helped Lily escape the turbulence of her childhood. The letters transport readers to Lily's teenage years as she falls in love for the first time with Atlas Corrigan, a homeless boy at her high school with a troubled past. Together, Lily and Atlas navigate first love while mutually coping with their respective abusive family units. Years later, Lily and Atlas are reunited in Boston shortly after Lily's relationship with Ryle has begun to blossom. So
1: let's start with the title. What do you think the title means?
0: So, I mean, you know, I got to say uh, it ends with us really annoyed me when I first started reading it because I was <laughs> like, should be it starts with us. What is that part two? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously, like when I got to the end, I was like, oh, OK, yeah, that's why. Um, so now I kind of like the title. You know, I feel like the title actually really goes well to circle back with everything to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think it means uh, spoiler alert, but I think it means um you know, it ends with us. The abuse ends here. It's not going to continue with her and her daughter. She won't allow it. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what I think that Colleen Hoover was going for. And what I actually really liked um, about the title was that it's, this is the end of that cycle of abuse. Um, and which is great. Uh, that's the best possible outcome yeah, for any, yes. you know, and I feel like
0: household, I, I feel like when, um, you know, she mentions uh, at the end of that, that, that was her situation. I feel like um, you know, she it ended when her mom left. So in the book, she makes the mom not leave. So she had to give it some kind of a closure. So yeah. she she maybe closed it for herself, the, who's yeah. There, the hooves. Yeah. The who's. hooves.
1: Yeah, kind of found some closure for herself in her own personal life.
0: Colleen hoovies. Um <laughs> so what do you think of um Lily's letters to Ellen DeGeneres, Ellen DeGen? Um was this uh, an effective literary device to tell Lily and Atlas's story?
1: I liked the letters. I thought that they were effective. Um, I did enjoy seeing Lily's past through the point of view of what was supposed to be a teenage Lily. Um, I think we both agree that it didn't so much feel like reading a teenager's letters, but it was, I think, an engaging literary device to be able to tell that story. Um, I do think that it was, um, a little bit more engaging even than the narrative from the, the present day
0: story. Agreed. I, I got hooked as soon as the first letter was read and I was like, oh, I need more on Atlas and Lily's situation. Yeah. Um, I kept looking forward to the letters. So I liked the letters. I, they would be probably my best, my favorite part of the book. Um, okay. the literate. Yeah, I think um, it was very effective um, Mm -hmm. to tell their story, but it leaves it off at the end where we do want more of their future story. Um, So that's why I'm looking forward to the second part.
1: Okay. Yeah, um, I definitely think that the second book is going to follow, you know, Lily's ongoing journey away from this relationship with Ryle and how she then can explore a new relationship, hopefully a healthy one. (laughs)
0: With Atlas. Yes.
1: Um and more I do smiles
0: think- without Ryle. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely more smiles without Ryle. Um and I'm curious to see how the the relationship with Atlas unfolds. Um but it, yeah. I, I wonder plus he's
0: a cook. We love that.
1: Yes love a man who cooks
0: yes we do especially books with cooks we we love a cook yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i am kind of curious to see if we are going to get a little bit more backstory on atlas in the, the sequel and how that you know story is going to be conveyed as well um you know in in the first one obviously we we're just talking about the letters to ellen and i'm curious to see if we're going to get some background even like a little bit more background on lily and then even some background on atlas
0: so so that's definitely i, something I agree. I'm forward to. yes and i like i like that we get lily's background through the letters i'm hoping in, in the in the second book of the series that we get um you know atlas's background or his perspective on his own background yeah. like why he was kicked out what happened at home when he was a child that would be great yeah Um, so hopefully the hooves delivers there and gives us, uh, yeah, some good story. Come on, hooves. (laughs) All right. We believe in you.
1: (laughs) So what were your initial thoughts about Ryle?
0: Ugh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I hate Ryle. Um, I despised him. So Mm -hmm. initially I did not find him funny. I found him uh uh, beating up the chair like a red flag for sure Mm -hmm. I found it disturbing and I would have ran off that roof so fast yeah Um, the whole thing when his the the, the naked truths the naked truths things cute until he was like well my naked truth is I want to you know f you yeah and I would have just been like well bye you know boy bye um that's the thing I just
1: don't I I don't I think that Colleen wanted us to like Ryle. Like I think she thought that he was like funny and charismatic. And I never felt that from him. I thought that he was creepy. I thought I agree about yeah, the beating up of the chair was super red flaggy in the beginning. And then just everything that followed. I mean, from him and like with what did he know her for 20 minutes, if that, and he was like, I want to fuck you. And then later on, when he's literally at her doorstep on his knees, begging her to have sex with him, I was like, I can't, I can't get past this. Like, it's so creepy and weird. I just, even when she meets him again for the first time after six months, she's like on the floor with a hurt ankle. I think it was fractured or something like that. And the first thing he's telling her is like, I still want to fuck you. I'm like, dude, we get it. She's a hot lady like
0: can you think of something else like you're supposed to be an intelligent neurosurgeon she's a hot injured lady like <laughs> come on bro I'm sorry but I did not connect to Ryle at all he's the type of guy that I would have personally run from when I was yeah. single so you know there's he, I found him arrogant and I just did not like him whatsoever I mean it seems like Lily would from her past want to run away from a guy like that and she runs directly to him and it's because she, oh, he's so hot oh he looks good in scrubs like bro, who cares yeah you know like at the end of the day really who cares (laughs) yeah i I don't know
1: i just think it it also says something about lily's character that like she did i guess find that charming you know the stuff and maybe this is just a personality difference that we have with lily but um why why did she find that charming she never really explained it where she was just like oh he wants to fuck me you know Yes. um (laughs)
0: I, yeah. and I'm just keep wondering, swimming, you know, <laughs> why you keep swimming in that pool? Like, there's better pools, girl. Like, there's wave pools. There's saltwater pools. I don't know. There's more exciting pools than than the Ryle pool. Yeah, um, I I, I, I do know. wish I that Colleen dive into that pool.
1: Yeah, I wish you know, Colleen Hughes had had made him more likable and more charming. I would have understood Lily a little bit better if she had made him like just a little bit more palatable in the beginning of the book Um, because it was just hard for me to get on board with their relationship from the jump because I didn't like him. I
0: agree (laughs) and maybe others might have found something in him that they really liked or something maybe were you know they weren't on the same track as us and that's fine Um, but I'm sorry you meet somebody they tell you that and then literally Really, like 10 minutes when he's about to leave, he's like, I'm taking a picture. I don't even think he asks, I think he just no, takes he his phone out and takes a picture of her. Yeah, and then to make it even creepier later, he yeah. turns it into some kind of mural or, or canvas, and like that's yeah. weird.
1: And he's it's hanging up in his sister's apartment, it's bizarre, yeah. and she's like charmed by it. Where I would be like, No, that's oh, no, run creepy
0: as hell. Yeah, like, I don't even, even know, like, you. you know, I liked, I know, <laughs> well,
1: why is my why is I my liked favorite? how,
0: um. Subliminally, like when the person at the party um, at Alyssa's house was saying something along the lines of like, oh, look at this pixelated weird art. It's strange, you know? Like yeah. it's like kind of like in a relationship when you just don't see it, you're blinded by love and somebody, or you're blinded by, you know, the attraction or the, the excitement of it all. And like somebody, an outsider, can see it, but you can't. Like, hey, bro, this is creepy. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, it's me like no no oh scrubs man has me on his wall like that's weird you met him once for five minutes you know i don't know and you know i wonder they never
1: actually say whether Alyssa ever finds out that that is a picture of lily that like he gave her like just from that one chance encounter on the rooftop before he got to know her was in like does Alyssa ever find that out i don't think so but i'm curious how she would feel if he like revealed that to her later on would she think it's creepy but
0: also Yeah. It wasn't in his bedroom, like in the privacy of his own space. It was in her apartment. Like, did she say, Oh, this is art. Or he was like, look at this art I gave you as a gift. Like that's even weirder. I don't know. Maybe one day she'll be at your party. I don't don't know. Very, very very weird. And very creepy, like stalker style, like the show you run. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Run far and fast.
0: Um.
1: So, I know at some point we we learn about Ryle's past. so we we kind of pick up that this is a touchy topic for him at the beginning of the book when he is beating up the chair. It's because he had to treat a child who was shot by his sibling um, with a gun when you know it was not properly contained in the house. and then we later find out that Ryle. The same exact thing happened to him. He was the child that shot his brother. His brother ended up dying. He was on the floor holding his brother's brains in. This is what prompted him to become a neurosurgeon. Um, But do we think that this
0: trauma excuses his behavior in any way? Absolutely not. So I might be harsh in saying this because yes, when he was telling his story, I thought of two kids, two little boys. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. That's awful. And the situation was awful, you know? Um, he had to watch his brother die I mean that's terrible and yeah. he shot him he didn't yeah. mean to but that's that's horrible and horrifying um, definitely giving him PTSD mm-hmm. does um, it give him the right to push a woman down the stairs does it give him a right to um, attack and assault or rape a woman that he supposedly loves absolutely not that's yeah. inexcusable
1: yeah I don't
0: care what the reasons behind I don't care about his past. That's his present, and that's how he's choosing to react. And you don't choose violence. You don't have to do that. I just think yeah. it's it's. I just think it's it's awful, and I don't I don't agree with it.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. No trauma excuses behavior. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it makes you empathize with him. You know, maybe you say, that "I feel bad for you." That does suck, and that's really difficult to cope with but it doesn't give you the right to ever take that out on someone else, especially in the form of violence or sexual violence. It doesn't give you the right to just treat people how, you know, you want. And I don't think he really like always intended to hurt as like a premeditation. Although I know, you know, that last, that last incident seems more premeditated, but the first couple, but what I'm thinking of specifically is after he pushes her down the stairs, that's when he discloses to Lily that this happened to him and she forgives him because of this disclosure. And I, I, it makes me believe that she believes she believes that it does excuse his behavior, you know? Oh, well, he pushed me down the stairs because he had a traumatic, you know, situation in his childhood. And I just don't know if, a man who had done that to me was sitting across from me and he's like, please just listen to me. And his sister's telling her, you know, please just listen to me. Um, if I could ever accept that, I think I would empathize. I would probably feel bad, especially if this is somebody I care about, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened to you, but you pushed me down a flight of stairs, you know, like okay. that's never like, going to stop being a thing in my head.
0: You shouldn't ever have to be with someone who you have to walk on eggshells around. Um, You should never have to fear for your safety with somebody that claims to love you because that's ridiculous. But also, um, yeah, okay, it's sad that the child, him, pulled a trigger that he shouldn't have pulled. But everything that Lily does shouldn't be a trigger now in in his life. It shouldn't cause him to react and overreact to certain things and act a certain way. And then, oh, it's justifiable, though, because, you know, remember his past. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just um I think to, he to work through that. Yeah. And and everybody not saying to this extreme, but everybody has baggage. Yeah. You know, and it's not going to be like every relationship somebody's going to be like, "Well, I have this baggage, so let me just punch you in the face real quick or throw you down a flight of stairs or there's a tree trunk, let me put your face in it just because I had a bad day." No. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's not that's you know, that's not excusable. Like obviously if he really really loved her, he would work on him. And he wouldn't be beating her or taking it out on her face and her body. And I just, it doesn't sit right with me.
1: So, do you think that because she grew up in an abusive household with a father who, you know, pretty severely abused her mother, that that kind of influenced her to accept his excuse um, because she kind of saw him differently from her dad in terms of, she just thought her dad was a bad person, whether he had a bad background or not. We don't. We never find out. But here she is saying, you know, oh well, this happened to him. Now I understand him better, and he can change. Um, do you think if she didn't have that kind of background, that she would have accepted that excuse, or, you know, do you think that there was well, any type of influence?
0: I think Lily. I think we learned from her childhood through the Ellen. Um, through the Ellen litters, I think we learned that she's the type of person that when she sees something with a broken wing, so to speak, mm-hmm. she wants to help repair it. With Atlas, she's seen him; he, he was in need of help. She wanted to fix him. Maybe with Ryle, she felt like she could fix him. Same thing because she could not fix her her parents' situation, so mm-hmm. she couldn't fix what was happening at home. So she tried to fix everything else and everyone else around her that needed it, or um, she wanted to be needed, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that. Um, if anything, growing up around an abusive household like that, um, it would have, you know, caused her to notice the red flags and stuff. But in this case, it doesn't, you know? So I'm not really sure if she notices them and she, it it puts something in her head to be like, all right, well, I can change this person. I can fix this. Like I fixed Mm -hmm. Atlas or I helped Atlas. I'm not really sure.
1: I think that's the thing is that she did notice, you know, the red flags, not so much this you know, like I, she didn't see the beating of the chair as a red flag. Like, like we kind of thought, but later on, you know, like when he, when he was hurting her, she did recognize it as, you know, this is not acceptable behavior. This is bad, you know, but I think because she felt for him differently than she felt for her dad. And because she could, she couldn't look at it as objectively. Um, I think that it did kind of allow her to accept his excuse because she wanted to believe that he was different than her dad. Yes. She wanted to believe that this wasn't the same situation. Um, and I I just wonder if she hadn't had an abusive father, if she would have accepted this excuse. I, I think if she had a more stable father figure who was you know loving and caring to her and her mother, I think she would have, you know, she would have taken his excuse and said, you know, kind of similar to what we said, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened to you, but that does get, that does not give you the right to hurt me and it doesn't excuse anything. And I'm not going to give you
0: a second chance because of it. So Um, I feel like it's a two part answer for that. So I feel like part of her, um, she was divided part of her, um, with her mom was an outsider looking in, in a way. Mm-hmm. um so she was able to be like why isn't she walking away just like us as readers we were like why isn't Lily walking away because mm-hmm. she would notice these things and she would say oh I should leave I should never let this guy talk to me again but she always would she would always go back to him and she would let it happen again she allowed it happening you know to happen again mm-hmm. um and then the other part of her was like you know I'm becoming my mother oh but she was in denial oh I'm not becoming my mother I- I'm not my mother and then all of a sudden I am my mother you know so I think in in a way it helped her understand more of her mom. Mm-hmm. Maybe it helped her um, sympathize more with her mom instead of seeing her mom as like someone who isn't leaving. Why aren't you leaving? She was getting more of an understanding. Oh, I see why my mom didn't leave. So I mm-hmm. guess that you know maybe helped her draw closer with her mom. But we talked about this too. Like she has this opportunity. Uh, Hoover the hooves. She mm-hmm. has an opportunity to you know, presents us with this awesome conversation of her and her mom having this heart-to-heart about a similar situation that Lily can now relate to personally on her own level. And we get a paragraph from the mother. So I'm hoping in the next one, we get more from the mom about the mom's story, maybe. I'm not sure if we will, um, but I felt like I was left wanting more from that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can talk about my opinion on this a little bit later when we, you know, discuss uh, writing style um, block. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I, I did feel that, um, that had a big factor on this is just the writing and the characters and what we were able to see. And, um, we'll zip that for our, our later discussion. Um, so Lily says there is no such thing as bad people. We're all just people who sometimes do bad things. Do you agree with that?
0: So I agree. Um and don't agree. I agree that sometimes there are people who aren't bad people that do bad things, make bad choices, d- uh, make bad decisions. You know that in the moment maybe they're not thinking clearly or whatever the case. Um, like for example, you know if somebody was hurting my kid, maybe I would do something that I wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. to try to protect my kid. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person, you know. Yeah. Um. But in his case, you know, Ryle is a bad person. Yes, he had a he had a a past, but it de- he developed instead of choosing to make himself um grow from that, you know, and be more I mean, yes, he wanted to be a neurosurgeon so he can try to stop things like that or try to help people in those situations because he couldn't help his brother. He felt helpless as a kid. Um, but he could have bettered himself or um he, he didn't have to choose violence, you know, with a woman. I, I just I don't think that, I don't think I agree with it when it comes to Ryle, if that makes sense. Okay. What do you? How do you feel?
1: I disagree. Um, I do agree that there's no such thing as bad people. There's people that do bad things. Um, to an extent, you know, if we're going to talk about like real evil people like Charles Manson or something like <laughs> that, like I don't know well, if they were, you know, people that just did bad things. Next they were, level. Yeah. So, but when it comes to Ryle, I don't think he was a bad person. He, you know, was good at his career. He did help people. He wasn't a bad son or brother. He wasn't a bad friend. He was a bad boyfriend and a bad husband. And it's funny because he kind of acknowledged that about himself, um, but he didn't do anything about it. So I do think that he made bad decisions. I think he definitely allowed bad impulses to drive him. I think that he can come back from it. And I think by the end of the book, we kind of get this idea that he wants to, Um, whether it's to be better for his daughter or to be better for himself or Lily. um, He does seem to have some type of reckoning that says to him, it's time to change. I need to do something about this. I can't sustain this for the rest of my life. Um, you know, yeah. do I think he's a great guy? No, I still think he's a creep. I still think he's like kind of an asshole, <laughs> but, but I don't think he's <laughs> necessarily a bad person. I think there are redeeming qualities to Ryle. Um, we just don't really get to explore them as much as uh, we see the bad,
0: I think, because that was the main focus of the book. We got to see Ryle as a friend and as a brother. We got to see Ryle as a husband and a boyfriend. Now in the second part, we're going to see him as a dad. And he definitely has a turning point when the daughter's born and he thinks about it if it was on the other end and the boyfriend was doing something to hurt her. And I like that he makes... You know, the grown up decision to be like, okay, yeah, this is what's right for let's do what's right for the for the baby. Yeah. Um, I was proud of him in that moment, if that makes sense. Not that I should be proud of him, but I was happy to see that. Yeah. Um, let's put it that way. Um, but I don't know how it's gonna be. I mean, is he gonna have triggers in the next one? I don't know, because people don't just change overnight, especially if they're violent, if they have triggers like that. I don't I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to expect. I think he's unpredictable mm-hmm. as it stands. So we'll have to see.
1: I personally don't think that he's likely to be violent with his child. And you never know because you never know what could trigger somebody. However, I think from what we saw in the book, the triggers were very consistent. It was him feeling jealousy over Lily potentially choosing another man, whether that person was Alice or someone else. and that was a consistent trigger for him. It was always right. the same thing. It was always right. Atlas. And now, so- as it
0: leaves off in the last, in this book, as it leaves off, um, she's running into Atlas's arms. He's going to be spending time with her with his kid. Yeah. Who knows?
1: I'm just not, I, I can see if potentially, he like maybe that child kind of views Atlas as a father figure and says something to Ryle or something along those lines, potentially triggering him um I don't know we'll have to wait and see you know where they go from that it's definitely it's definitely possible
0: it's open Um, to the possibility for sure yeah Yeah. she definitely leaves it open-ended which is is good for you know a reading standpoint so we'll Mm -hmm. see where it goes yeah Um, so So, oh go ahead sorry that's okay don't do it again (laughs) um (laughs) what why do you think uh Lily going back to her and Atlas as as children Um, why do you think Lily helped Atlas um, and then continued to help him after uh, people like that little bitch friend she had at school (laughs) found out? (laughs) I forget her name. We'll call her Karen because she sounded like a Karen child.
1: She was a 100% Karen as a teenager. Um, I don't remember her name either, but it was definitely basically Karen. Um, Karen it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I like this question. So (laughs) I, Kid Karen. <laughs> I've thought about this quite a bit and I definitely think it comes back to what you had um, discussed earlier where she does kind of like to find these these broken things these broken people and help them and I think that she's kind of a head it's funny because she is headstrong you know which is I always thought kind of weird with her and Ryle but with Atlas you know she she liked him and she wanted to help him and she found something good in him that was worth saving and she didn't care what anyone else thought. And I think that, you know, I think that was just part of her character. And I think it also made her feel good. On the other hand, too, she, well, not on the other hands, but just in addition to that, she was really able to be close and open with Atlas. And he ended up being the only person that really knew or understood what she was struggling with at home. So I think that that made her bond with him even deeper because, you know, we, she she really only discusses the one friend that she had at school. We don't really know if she had other friends, but that friend had no idea what was going on in Lily's house. She had no idea what she was struggling with on a daily basis. And she, or at least we assume she couldn't understand, you know, we also don't know what was going on in her house. Um, but the the fact of the matter is they didn't disclose that to one another. Yeah. So you know, to find somebody, especially during those really um, impressionable ages, you know, 15, 16 years old, you need somebody that can, that can help you through that. And I think that that's why she wanted to help him. And she wanted to help him even more after people were giving her a hard time about it because she knew he needed the help and she did too. They just didn't know it.
0: it. It's like the little bitchy friends or the little bitchy girl from high school, you know who always has something to say. She's jealous because she she doesn't have a man of her own or whatever. She, nobody wants her. Ma'am. It's Karen, you know. Well, a boy man. Um, in high, in high school, <laughs> hopefully not a man. That's weird. Um, but like, <laughs> don't do it. Um, but like, yeah, it's just like, you know, like when when they were in the moment too, when they were holding hands on the bus. She didn't care. She's like, I yeah love this person. This person. Um, I'm sharing something an experience with this person who has a similar experience um and he is on a different you know level he's on my level he's not on that level and plus she's yeah. like a little judgy you know character in the book she's judgy she's not gonna be like oh my dad hits my mom because she'll be like telling everybody gossiping and she's not gonna oh, relate yeah. and she's gonna sit there yeah. and be like oh that sounds horrible she's not gonna care you know like yeah as soon as she said uh, oh i like or she even mentioned that boy what do you know about him you know what do you know about atlas and she was like oh he smells like this or he does this um so you know who cares at the end of the day what her opinion was if i was lily i i guess i would have felt the same way if i felt a way about this boy knowing him really knowing him and you know yeah um because it's easy to judge somebody like a book it's easy to judge a book by it's cover. it's like same same situation so yeah um, and
1: we all do it even though we we like to think that we don't or we try not to it's definitely something that that we all do um yeah I also wanted to Karens. no, no, please don't think we're Karens. Um, (laughs) um, I think also Lily um, and her love for gardening, I think that also demonstrates that same uh, character trait as well. She likes to to nurture things. She likes to help them grow and see them blossom into a beautiful new thing. Um, And I think that's just, that's just part of who she is. And she saw that in Atlas and wanted to help him for that reason. Oh, she, um, she
0: wants people to blossom into a lily.
1: Yes. <laughs> Don't get me started on her name. Um, <laughs> she wants a bloom. <laughs> lily no, <bloomed>. stop. <laughs> lily bloomed. Okay. Um, <laughs> lily blooms, blooms, come to my shop. Oh, man. Sorry, hoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still. I mean, come on. But lily, also, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, but while we're on the topic of Atlas, how do you compare and contrast her relationship with Atlas? I Granted they were teenagers at the time, but still um, with her relationship with Ryle.
0: Uh, Polar opposites. And yes, I get that they're younger, but Atlas is still who he was, Yeah. you know? Um, But then again, would Atlas have been who he was if he didn't go through that experience? I don't know Mm.
1: Um,
0: because we don't, know who he was before the experience so uh, that's what i would like to i would like to see that in the second book so we can get to get familiar with him before the incident before he was the homeless kid you know yeah um i know and it also like it changed my whole i don't know it changed his perspectives for for thinking of the homeless because you you really don't Mm -hmm. take into not going back to karen but (laughs) some people don't really take into consideration people automatically think oh they're on the streets and that's their choice like that's not everybody's Mm -hmm. choice that certainly wasn't this kid's choice you know he was kicked out of his home because his mom for lack of a better phrase was a piece of shit so you know like who kicks out your son I just can't relate I'm a mom of a son I couldn't even Mm -hmm. imagine doing such a thing um you know but it goes back to the same thing about how he she met she met somebody she's choosing to be with a man who's abusing her child Mm -hmm. and then she chooses that man over her child so I guess it it just comes into in tune with this the theme of this book Mm -hmm. you know that you're a fool for love and sometimes you just don't see it or you just don't want to see it like how the mother said um oh you know after a while if I got a slap in the face I'd be like oh god thank god it wasn't a beating you know I can handle that yeah you know start to. you know, get adjusted to that lifestyle. (laughs) Um, And I feel for anybody who's in those situations. I really do. Mm -hmm. because It's hard looking in, not being in the situation, not being in that house in the window. You know, you're being on the outside, looking in, looking at, you know, looking in. So, yeah. I
1: I definitely think her relationship with Atlas was the perfect foil for her relationship with Ryle. And I did really enjoy that aspect of the book in terms of going back and forth Uh, with her past and the present because it gave us as readers that opportunity to kind of pick out these differences you know where Ryle was hurting her Atlas was protecting her and he he protected her a few times in different ways you know Um, not just physically but also you know he tried to protect her emotionally and I think that there was a specific quote where she said you know Atlas never tried to do anything that I wasn't comfortable with. So not only did she truly believe that he wouldn't push her limits, but he never even tried. And Ryle, in my opinion, from the very start did nothing but push her limits, you know, when they were first on the roof and she is talking to him and he starts touching her and she kind of says, you know, I just kind of froze. She wasn't sure if she wanted it or not. She ended up kind of enjoying it, but he didn't ask permission. He didn't, you know, wait to see if that was what she wanted or not. It was what he wanted. And so that's what happened. Um, and I liked seeing that difference in her relationship with Atlas where everything was much more mutual. There was a lot more consent involved and just genuine emotion. Um, and I think that Lily, went into adulthood with, uh, honestly, a really good understanding of what a really healthy relationship should be because she met Atlas. Um, And I think Ryle kind of took that in a very superficial way and then twisted it, making her realize that not every relationship is going to be like the one with Atlas. Sometimes there is going to be a relationship like the one between my parents. And I think it was a little bit grounding for her because I, I do feel that she's a little idealistic um I think she kind of maybe is a hopeless romantic type that you know she met Ryle and it was like this kind of like romantic thing like oh we met on a rooftop what are the odds we meet again in my shop it's a sign you know um but you can't always you can't always live with that rosy outlook on life because sometimes it ends up being bad and I think that by the end of the book she kind of she kind of comes to terms with that idea but still understands that there is good because of Atlas. Um, so I liked seeing all of those, you know, contrasts throughout throughout the novel.
0: So two things. One, I love your choice of words with Rosie because it goes back to the flowers. Um, <laughs> secondly, <laughs> wake up and smell the flowers, Lily. Um, also, second thing though, like it, we had said this, you and I in the past, we were talking about this. Um, but I think like it represents, it's relatable to all of us, all readers, all women, especially maybe who have been in relationships multiple times, like multiple different types of relationships. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to compare, you know, relationships. So we'll compare like our first relationship or, um, you know, to our yeah. current one or, or past relationships. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like, like it goes back to like, you're carrying certain baggage, you know, you, yeah. you don't choose violence. Like I'm not gonna, you know, beat up Doug, my husband. Um, for something that one of my exes did, not. you know, <laughs> well, yeah, no, don't ask him. Um, no, <laughs> um, no, you know, it's just I don't know. It it, it was relatable in a sense to me because yeah. everybody has their own past and, and and things that you relate or compare to or contrast to. So, absolutely,
1: yeah, if that makes sense, yeah. I like at one point too. Um, after she's decided to leave Ryle. She even, or at least while she was contemplating it during her pregnancy, she kind of says like, Oh, I wonder what would have happened if I had met Atlas a month beforehand, you know, what, what would have changed in my life. Um, and I, I kind of like that she reflected on that to say like, Oh, well it could have been different. It could have been better. Um, and now, you know, I know better moving forward and, you know, unfortunately bad experiences is still there's still experiences and you still can learn and grow from them it's just sometimes you don't realize it until you're on the other end of it um, and you're out of it before you can kind of look back and say okay well I learned this lesson now <laughs> you know don't just accept these right. people sometimes because they say nice things or in ryle's case weird things i don't know i still Got don't get the appeal but on their wall <laughs> yeah i still like that i still don't really get the appeal of ryle but um i do think he had during scrubs rubs, alex
0: okay he wore scrubs <laughs> that was his appeal yeah right? i mean great i mean everybody- he showed up begging at her doorstep on his knees but he had scrubs don't make me i'm
1: sorry that whole scene makes me queasy i hate it it's pathetic uh, yeah, it's
0: pathetic see that's why I don't understand how we made him he was supposed to be you know quote likable um mm. when when I he know. was begging on his knees or when mm. he was beating up you know the chair that was indestructible on the I roof know. like or when he it was saying me... hey you know let's get down we just met like when yeah. was he likable
1: I don't know the, the whole time from the very start he gave me the ick you know as like the young kids say these days but like I got like major ick the whole time. I was like, I just don't yes. like you. But honestly, maybe that says something um, as reading it it's somebody in their 30s. Maybe I would have felt differently reading this in my early 20s, which, you know, Lily is only supposed to be 23. She's very young. She does have limited experiences. Um, so maybe I find it hard to believe, but maybe at 23, I might've found him a little bit more uh, charming. I don't know. Um I don't know. I'll just leave that. I'll just leave
0: that there. Instead of (laughs) his his minority instruction, instead of being like, ooh, look at the scrubs, I would have been like, this guy needs to get scrubbed out of my life. Bye. (laughs) 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 But whatever. Do you, Lily.
1: So I feel like we've touched on this topic a little bit so far, but did you find yourself kind of judging Lily a little bit at any point during the book?
0: yeah I think we made that clear (laughs) I know not in the the kid Karen on the bus form but but, you know in a way I mean like I said it's easy as an outsider to give your judgments and to say oh you should have did this oh you should have did that but if you're the person in it you're just blinded sometimes you know love is blind like sometimes you just don't see it you see it or you just you just choose to walk away from seeing it you don't want to you close your eyes Yeah. Put the blinders on because you don't want it to be that.
1: I definitely did judge Lily. um, And I did feel bad about it because I mean, working in social work um, for viewers or listeners, if you don't know, I'm, I'm a social worker. I do work with people who are involved in domestic violence. It's very often. And I do empathize with them a lot. And I do understand why they choose to stay my concern honestly in the book or like my judgment in the book was more so that I didn't get Lily's perspective and I wish we had just gotten more of it to understand her better in terms of why she did stay I I think it touched on it it just didn't delve as deep into her her uh decisions the the Um, Lily pool Yeah. to like really help me understand where she was coming from the way that I would, you know, talking to somebody in everyday life where I can really like understand because they can tell me exactly what was going on, which is just kind of funny because the whole book was from, you know, her, her point of view, but I, uh, I definitely did judge her. I I did learn. I, I don't know if I learned so much about domestic violence. I've done a lot of training on it. So I do understand the cycle of abuse. I do understand the statistics uh, for anybody out there that doesn't know, women are statistically likely to take a man back or return back to an abusive relationship seven times before they finally leave, whether that's through their own decision or oh. because they end up, you know, being killed or or something along those lines. So, I, I got, I, I understood what Colleen Hooves was going for. I just don't know about the execution of it so much, which is, I think, some of where my judgment was coming from.
0: Um, and, you know, it, it could be because her mom left in her personal life. Mm-hmm. Her mom left, which is great that her mom walked away yeah. when her kids were young, mm-hmm. um, which I get is the inspiration for Lily being like, bye, I mean, my baby's born, bye. Yeah. Um, but, like you know, maybe she hasn't had a rile of her own. She is inspired, Lily is the character inspired by her as her childhood upbringing, but not necessarily mm-hmm. in her life. I don't know, maybe Hooves did have a relationship um, that was parallel to her own mother and, and she didn't walk away or she didn't realize it until it was too late or something. I just don't know. Um, but again, if she didn't, that could be the reason why we're lacking in certain areas to find out more about, you know, why Lily's making these choices or why Lily's acting this way. And again, it could just go back to like you said with your statistics. It's like sometimes you're in it and you just you just don't realize or you just don't see that you're becoming the statistic. You're becoming the person that you didn't want to be.
1: Yeah. I mean a lot of times it is due to a lack of resources. Um you don't have somebody that you can go to. You don't have the money. You don't have a place to go, you know, a lot of times in abusive relationships, you're very isolated from friends and family. So your only support system is your abuser. And that's intentional typically on the abuser's part. Um, But that's why, like, once again, I struggled a little bit with Lily because I was like, you do have people you can go to. You do have your mom. You do have Alyssa. She had other friends. She did have money. I mean, she was a a successful businesswoman. She owned her own business. Um, And I do think for Lily specifically, it just came down to love. She just really loved him and didn't want to believe that he was hurting her on on purpose because he wanted to hurt her. And she wanted to believe that he wasn't a bad person or, you know, that he didn't mean to do these things. Um, But I I do agree that I kind of felt, I, I kind of felt like Colleen Hooves, wanted to touch on domestic violence with a uh, peripheral understanding of domestic violence without a real deep understanding of it. And I, I thought it was interesting um, because there was the interview where she quoted saying that you know her mother filed for divorce when she was three. Um, and she never understood how someone as independent as her mother could have stayed for so many years in an abusive relationship. So I do wonder if that's why she wanted to make Lily a little bit different than what we what we would, might typically see in a domestic violence story, somebody that does have resources and the ability to leave but still chooses to stay. Um, I just wish that sentiment had been explored a little bit more in the book itself.
0: I agree. And then what was... um what was her friend's name it escapes me but it started with a d Her her male Devin, friends Devin. The, is be- it Devin? i I believe so yeah oh that was the most interesting character of in the book and we don't <laughs> see him as much <laughs> and i would have liked to explore more of him yeah. um, because at one point she simply forgets that he he exists He's you know like her, i know and at one point she does bring him up again and she's like well i could tell him but you know he met him once before like who cares that you're friends your friend will be there for you obviously he's not gonna be like oh yeah she's with me if he calls him I don't know yeah I, I would have um, liked her to run to him I get that she had to run to Atlas for the for the book you know but uh, I would have I would have liked to have seen more of her friends because at one point it just becomes her closed off with everyone who's in Ryle's life oh I'm gonna run to Melissa, his sister you know uh, I'm gonna run to this one everyone that has to do with Ryle but she forgets about her own people yeah I
1: mean she had her mom she had her friend Devin she even had her roommate I think her name was Lucy which they were never close but I also think you know if she really needed to she could have gone to her um
0: even if it was briefly or temporary
1: she did have more choices
0: than Atlas but she wanted to choose Atlas yeah at the end of the day yeah you know
1: and I get it I mean personally I mean Atlas she knows is going to protect her He's a comfort. He, he always has, you know, he, he protected her as a child against her father and from, you know, even seeing some of what was going on between her parents. And then he protected her again, you know, at the restaurant when he just, you know, he, he saw the injuries and automatically made the assumption that this is abusive and he protected her then. Um, and I think she knew if I go to him, even if Ryle does show up, like he's going to protect me. I can trust him to, to help me. Um, and maybe she might not have felt that with her mom because, you know, of, of her history. Um, and also she, you know, had kind of like a strained relationship with her mother at times. It kind of went, you know, back and forth, but I still think she could have, I think the hooves, Could have explored the friendships a little bit more. I think we should have seen a little bit more of like Lily as a person versus Lily as Ryle's girlfriend or wife. And um, I don't think we got that so much. I think she tried. I think she threw in elements there that tried to give us that. And it just- But they
0: were dead ends. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, there's Lucy, but what we hit her name's mentioned like four times, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, he's literally at a party this- friends and then he's mentioned one other time and that's it
1: it's the first and only time we see him and even like during even during the party she's barely talking to him he's he literally goes off and does his own thing and is having a grand old time at this party and she's like oh but ryle um
0: (laughs) i know hooves we needed more of this friend okay he was awesome best character i was like this character rocks and then boom he was a rock because he had no more existence like i, don't know. I Come propose on. a spin-off book on
1: Devin and his own uh his own <laughs> journey is his name Devin?
0: Um, i feel like it is i'm pretty sure it's Devin. well we love him no right. no name okay see we don't even know well, his name hooves because you didn't give enough of him okay <laughs> I'm pretty
1: also, sure. I'm pretty sure it was Devin because I remember it was spelled like a
0: little different. It was like D-I-V-I-N. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. It is Devin. Chapter seven. Stop fidgeting. Devin says. Yeah. Okay. okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> we Trust want me. the devs. <laughs> All right. The devs. Give us the devs. <gasps> <laughs> um. Should have dev. Should have delved into the dev. Yeah, a little bit more. Definitely.
1: So, did you have any more uh, thoughts or questions that you wanted to explore or anything um, that we didn't say? Yeah, that we haven't
0: really covered so far? I mean, i I'm looking forward to the next chapter, so to speak, um with it starts with us because now I know that that part of her life she's put her firm foot down and said, "This ends now." Yeah, Well, so I'd like to see how her new beginning will be. Post this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in hearing more about uh, Atlas's past. I know from just you know glancing at the book that we do get his voice in our, in our narration in certain chapters, so I'm excited for that, and I'm hoping mm-hmm. that he'll have his own whether they're letters or not, but his own letters, you know. So we'll we'll get a glimpse into his past and help yeah. understand him a little bit more. Um, but as far as as the book itself goes, like I love Atlas. I want more Atlas, I need to know more about Atlas um, and maybe we'll get more Devin, I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. I don't know if there's enough time. Um, I
1: don't know if there'll be enough time.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you um, in terms of the, the sequel. Um, I do hope that we get more of a background on Atlas, get a little bit more history there. I'd like to get a little bit more history on Lily as well and like her mom's history and that relationship. I do think we'll also see, um, and you had discussed this a little bit earlier, but Ryle's journey as a father, as a new father, um, you know, kind of where that takes him and how that relationship with Lily is going to progress because even if they're not in a relationship, they're tied together for the rest of their lives because they do have a child together. So I'm very right. curious to see what happens. Um, I am curious to see how he's going to react to any type of relationship between Lily and Atlas, as well as, um, like you mentioned earlier, Atlas and the child, um, because that you know might be a triggering thing for him. I'm, I'm curious to see if the book will touch on that. In terms of actual predictions, I don't think so. I think- um, I, I, I think it's going to be more of a love story between Lily and Atlas. I think the the heavy stuff is going to be put on the back burner of bit, but we'll see. I would love it to be say. pleasantly surprised by the hooves. So um, we will be
0: reading that book next. I'm interested. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. So um, as far as this one goes, um, let's wrap it up with a scoop or a skip. <laughs> would you scoop it up um, if you had chance to, again, would you recommend someone scoops it up or would you skip? I don't think
1: I'd recommend this book. Um, I, I was not a huge fan in terms of my rating. I would give it maybe two golden scoops. Um, two
0: it was a right. It, it, scoops. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it. It was an easy read. Um, you definitely blow through it pretty fast. I just personally wasn't a huge fan of the book. I thought that, um, to just touch on writing style a little bit, I I thought there was a lack of substance uh, for something that was a very heavy topic, um, and I thought it could have been done in a more profound way. Um, and that really helped me back. I also felt very little connection to the characters. I probably felt most connected to Atlas and he wasn't even a main character, you know, he's kind of like basically a side character, um, a
0: side dish. Yeah. I
1: mean, (laughs) I, I hated reading about Ryle. Willie, I just, she was just kind of, kind of forgettable to me. Um, right. And Devin was an
0: appetizer, you know,
1: So that's where I stand on this, but if you're interested in uh, exploring the topic, then I do suggest maybe this might be for you, especially if you're not prepared to get into something too heavy, or you are scared maybe, or it is something that's triggering for you, but you still would like to, you know, read it. I know it's very popular right now. Um, You know, definitely give it a a shot, but for me
0: personally, it's a meh, it's a skip. Okay. Okay. so I'm going to give it three golden skips, um, Oops. skips. <laughs> <Scoops>. <laughs> I'll give it three golden scoops, <laughs> skips. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that it's, it's for now, it's a skip for me as well. Um, Obviously, because I was giving it skips, um, <laughs> three clicks of skips. Um, But yeah, no, I, I mean, I want to, I want to read It Starts With Us. I'm hopeful that, because I. I seen reviews that it was better than the first. So I'm hopeful that um, you know, the whole exp- exploration of of Lily and Atlas's future, knowing their past. Uh, I'm hoping that it'll be its own little love story that uh, I'm gonna get sucked into like I did with the letters with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as this book goes, I was left wanting. I was wanting more, Devin. No, I'm kidding. I was left wanting. I wanted more more interaction with the mom. I I thought that it could have been dove into uh, dived into or dove, whatever the word is. Delved. Don't judge me people. Delved, um, Devon's. I don't know. It could have been it could have, it been, could have been more, um, yeah, it could have been Devon too, you know, more more explored. Um, but I was left wanting. I was left uh, you know, with a lot of things. I didn't connect to the to the characters. I really I did not like Ryle. I didn't find him likable. Mm -hmm. um Lily annoyed me at at a lot of times but uh you know no disrespect to anybody who's been in that situation I don't mean that in that way I'm just saying you know I would have maybe been more connected to her if if she was more maybe relatable to me I don't know Mm -hmm. um but I'm not really sure what I uh, you think you know I think you know what I'm trying to say like I just didn't connect to the to the characters yeah so for that it has to get a three Mm -hmm. um if i'm connecting to the characters maybe i could have given it four you know uh four for you glenn coco you go glenn coco um (laughs) but in this case sorry hooves you get a three from me we'll see where the next one goes yeah Yeah. we'll see where where the next hooves tread
1: (laughs) oh my god no (laughs) shut up you love uh, it no you, you're in a timeout oh. that's it yeah. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> so we get two golden skips from us
1: two golden skips yeah um.
0: <laughs> sorry you will get a lot of christmas or holiday related things and This is because we just love it and we're always festive so i will mm. listen to christmas music right now okay i do love christmas music. right Join us for our next episode on Thursday, August 17th, when we discuss some more about the book, the recipes we made, and play some games. We'll also be including a Get to Know Us segment for you to get to know your hosts just a little bit better. Our next book review will be on The Hooves, Kaleem's sequel to It Ends With Us,
1: which is called It Starts With Us. That episode will air on Tuesday, August 22nd, so join us then for our thoughts on the sequel. For anyone who's just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so be sure to check out our socials for updates and bonus content. You can find us on Instagram at bookswithcooks underscore podcast, on TikTok at bookswithcooks podcast, on Twitter at Books with Cooks, and you can visit our website at bookswithcooks.wixsite.com. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E
0: dot com. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can also email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. Give us a follow on Goodreads for our full book reviews at Jess, Books with Cooks, and Alex, Books with Cooks. We'll include this information in our podcast bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it because we're done with this one.